Hello, I'm Max, the host of the Listen In Football podcast. Thank you very much for checking out today's show. I'm joined by Luke and Beef, and you can find us all on Twitter at Time to Listen In, at MaxPar93, at FMBeef33, and at Skywalker. We're all on there, so let us know your thoughts and opinions. Today, we're going to be talking about Vincent Company and his tenure at Manchester City. It's been a wild one for him, but the time has come for him to part ways with the club and go and take on a player manager career at Anderlecht. Before we get into the crux of this episode, I'm going to pass you over to Keeler, who can't be here today, but he's pre-recorded a message. As you can tell, and as the only Man City fan I know, he's pretty hurt by the fact that company has decided to part ways with Manchester City. I think it's pretty hard to think of what Vincent Company means to me as a City fan. He is or was everything that is good about Manchester City. He's an absolute leader. He's the heart and soul of that team. You go back to when he came, uh, he's playing with players like Stephen Ireland and Darius Vassell, compared to you know what, what obviously led up to this point now. Um, just have to look back at the 2011-12 season, and I think that was the year he really stepped up into the role that he, he became famous for. Um, it's going to be really tricky next season without him because, like, like I said, he is that leader. He is everything that is Manchester City. He's going to be one hell of a player to try and replace, and you can't, you can't replace a player like that. Not, not in my opinion, anyway. Uh, quite, quite emotional, wasn't it? Yeah. In all seriousness, yeah, seriousness. Why, why do they hold him in, in this like high regard? Is it because he was there before the money? Is he stuck around, regardless of all these clubs knocking on the door? Yeah. He must have had Barcelona around with all these clubs come trying to come for him. I, must have. I think Vincent Company signals the change from when Man City jumped from almost relegation fodder to. Premier League contenders. You're Stephen Ireland here, Emmerich yeah. reports. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean he summed that up there, didn't he? In the in the uh, you, you have to remember that yeah. he was signed for eight million as a as a central midfielder, and uh, and eventually became probably one of the, like in his prime, one of the like the best centre backs we've seen in Premier League. I think on his day, I'd have him down as probably the best centre back I've ever seen in the Premier League. Really, but I think just injuries have hampered him over the years, where he can't be as consistent. Because I, I, I'd probably say it's between him and John Terry for the most complete centre back I've ever seen in the Premier League. But I think Company surpasses Terry because on on his day, I'm not saying Company's had a better career. Of course, probably we look at it. Terry's had a mad good career, like. But Vincent Company, when he had pace, there was not one single flaw in his game apart from... Well, actually, I don't think there was because you talked about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We talked about when he gets to a yellow card, he plays better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because but, he, he adjusts to the game, he understands yeah. that he's walking on a fine line now and he needs to make sure that he's... And it, I think it comes down to not letting the team down. He could have got sent off for that horrific challenge on, um, was it Salah? Yeah. But... I, I, you rarely see him have dangerous or, or, or career-ending tackles like that, do you? He's quite respectful in the game. He talks very respectfully towards other players as well. Um, and having that, like you said, that burst of pace, that strength, that, that kind of complete centre-back, 
is that what's made him up there one of the best defenders in, in the Premier League? Yeah, 100%. I think it's not just... Because his physical capabilities are unbelievable. He was technically a very good player too, but it was, it's mentally as well. Because you look look at him um, uh, over the last few games for Man City is that he's not at the peak of his powers. He's at a point where he's you know he's winding down. We now know that he's going to go to um, uh, Angel as a as a player manager. And versus Leicester, if he steps in and they keep a clean sheet, then you say he's done his job there. But that's not enough for Vincent Company. He he steps forward, he <laughs> bangs one from thirty yard into the top bins. Top bins. <laughs> and you can look back at um uh, when uh, Man City beat Manchester United to the Premier League title, like a big part of that was when they played Manchester United, Vincent Company popped up with the only goal of the game from a corner. Like over the years, he's been like really clutch for Man City. And and obviously like you, you can't really look further than a grower for for the, the player who's kind of missed a clutch, but Vincent Company, when they've needed him, has always been there. And especially in the FA Cup final, he absolutely dominated Deeney, which, I mean, Deeney's not a top-class centre-forward, but... He'd they, be a handful, can't he? Yeah, like they, they needed someone to almost snuff him out, and Deeney was never in the game. I love the um, I love that little clip. Do you see it? Oh, where he just where kind of... He just goes shake, up to, you oh, kind of like give souls that face at him. Do you see like, that? It was a look as if, like, he talks some shit, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's such, he's such a gobby bloke, isn't he, Troy Deeney? And I do quite like that in his game, but it's it's hard not to laugh and it like goes against him. That's hilarious. Um, you've pulled something up on your phone. What are, yeah, you, what are you waiting um, to say? Well, I mean, you can tell when a pro retires, when other pros come out and talk about them. Yeah. You can tell how highly respected in the game Vincent Company was when people like Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville, these are players who... Rival clubs. I don't know if you saw Gary Neville's quote. I'll quote it to you right now. This is in in response to. Um, I don't know when this podcast was released, but this was in response to his his shock reaction. He okay. says, "This is Gary Neville's words. I didn't expect that. There are some players you wish that played for your club. Vincent Company was one of them. A great centre back whose influence on the pitch and off the pitch was huge. Wow. So that's that's such high words from Gary Neville. A, ri- a rival." And Rival uh, I fan, think player. You as Arsenal fans, me as Liverpool fan, I would have loved Vincent Company to play for my club. I would like Vincent Company to play for my club now. <laughs> that's that's yeah. part, and like that's if, the. I'd, I'd take him next season. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> to be honest. He's going to a better club now, so. <laughs> you reckon? It's a joke. We'll touch on that a bit later on, but. Um, d- did he bring anything new to the Premier League? A, a new aspect, a new playing style? We see, for example, when... Um, I don't know. Let, let's think of a player that came over across seas and performed in the, in the Premier League to, to a, new, a new standard, a new bar. Can we think of anyone off the top I mean, of our heads? Kante, Kante, Ronaldo. Yeah, the, these kind of players that come over and all of a sudden they... They don't just lift the team. They lift the league. They make it more yeah, exciting. Sure. Yeah. What, what, what did he do? Yeah, I mean, he was one of the... He came over to probably towards the end of the the generic 4-4-2. Every team played a 4-4-2, you know? He started playing in, in the City team that had players like Steve... Like like Keela mentioned, players like Stephen Island, Samaras. Darius Vassell. Yeah, I mean, Darius Vassell. And th- that would have just been get it, get it, lump it up the pitch. But... Vincent Company's come in and he, he's he's a baller. He 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 was like like Luke said he was brought in to play centre midfield, and they've they've moved him back to centre back and he's probably been like we said on his day the best centre back I've seen in the Premier League in the Premier League history, 
and like n- not just for his out, out, outrageous strength, his ability to win the ball in the air, his desire. He he can actually find a pass just as just as much as any other player on the pitch can score a goal as well. Yeah, like thirty-five yarder. What I'll say about Vincent Company is that he was what people are now seeing from Van Dyke, but he was that for a long time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Where, where, like, you're looking at Van Dyke now, and Van Dyke is like tall, singing or dancing. Tall, fast, great at the ball, doesn't lose a challenge, like clutch for his team. This is like what Vincent Company was during, like, the what what now be seen as like some of the glory years of Man City. Is that for a long time, Vincent Company was kind of that every year, mm. pretty much. Yeah, it was like three or four years, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and and he he had everything that Van, Van Dyke has to his game. In this thing now, but obviously it's a different landscape now. But like you have to understand that Virgil Van Dijk this season has won the Player of the Year, and um, a lot of that is down to to Liverpool's defensive records. And um, I think that it's hard for Sunderland to win it. But like Vincent Company was um, his performances um, between maybe like 2009 to 2012, every bit as good as Van Dijk's performances this season. When he first started playing as well, like when they first started dominating the league, they had. Was it like Micah Richards are right back? Yeah, Jolie and Lescott. I mean, <laughs> this guy's played next to Micah Richards and Jolie and Lescott, and he's got like two league trophies in that amount of time. Yeah, like wow, it's what made, made them look like City players for sure. Like <laughs> Micah Richards was talented, but once he left, you could see he didn't really have anything. Just a bad attitude. Just a stinky attitude. That's what he had. Um, needless to say, he's going to be a massive miss from City. Uh, but life moves on. Life moves on for him. He's going to um, his boyhood club, Anderlecht, where he was done a youth career there, 2000, 2003. And then from that point, it was 2003 to 2006. Um, why has he gone back there? Not only as a player, because that's understandable, but also as a, a player-manager. Don't get that anymore, do you? I tell you, it's, it's strange because as a defender, I'd say, I mean, take like obviously he can play for sure, but he's a bit of like a like a nineties defender. And yeah, it yeah. kind of works because I haven't seen a play manager since the nineties. <laughs> last, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, last play manager I saw was last play manager I saw was Dennis Weiss. Is it Dennis uh, Weiss? Chelsea uh, he, when he was against Chelsea. Kevin Nolan, Notts County. Was that recently? Yeah. Obviously, I haven't seen that recently, but I remember watching there, there Chelsea Millwall FA there. Cup 2004. Yeah, I think in, in the Premier League, like. then yeah. it might be Dennis Wise, but like I think lower leagues, you do see him here or there. But like, because um, in the grand scheme of things, they had like to like a big club. Like, this is a club that are in the Champions League like a fair amount of the time. That They, they developed top talents. They had, they had Lukaku, they had Yuri Tielemans, uh, they had Leandro Didonka. Um, uh, like really highly rated youth academy and I say like they've they played Champions League football so for them to appoint uh, we, we spoke about it before maybe is a sentimental thing possibly it's not just that as well like he probably knows he can't play like he's not been playing every game for City has he for the last couple of years because of injury problems yeah awful, so he's, awful probably injury got, problems. he's probably got 15 to 20 games in the, in the season in him so while he's got that time, like you speak to any anyone around City, and they tell you he's a great man to have in the dressing room. Do you, so, think, do you think he'd he'd make himself part of that squad? Hundred percent. He'll he'll galvanise that team. I think they've had a not so much since they've lost a few players. They've had a bit of bad luck over the last couple of years, and um, I think he's only going to go and improve that because 
he is massive. Like it, it to have in the dressing room. Like you've seen the documentary, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the the guy just. I, I I imagine him to be one of those sort of people that just when you're around him, you're just kind of even if you're like even you're if you're in Aguero or something like that, you you still have sort of like an aura of like what a guy this is. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you can imagine that sort of that sort of reputation coming into to, to a club where he started his career and all the Anderlecht players probably looked at Vincent Company and thought, right, that could be me in five years' time. I could be playing for Manchester City or whoever. Like, I could be a legend. Do, do, do you think that with the rumours of Matthias Dillit potentially going to Barcelona, I don't know how set in stone that is, but do you think City may have missed a trick here, keeping him on for an, an extra season, bringing in Matthias Dillit and, and moulding already a very, very, very mature centre-back at such a young age around the I'd call it the company model at Manchester City maybe they missed a trick there I mean they, they could have done I don't know if it was um, uh, company's decision that he wanted to leave or maybe that's apparently what it was yeah I mean, sounds maybe like that was it, it yeah. yeah I mean City have quality centre backs like Laporte's had a great season John Stones is a great centre back we it, it, how good Otamendi was yeah Otamendi's there as well like um, the, now they've got room to bring someone in and I imagine they probably would go for Delict. I imagine like most most major clubs will um, I do think he's destined for Barcelona but it gives him an opportunity now to I mean people look at the transfers but like he's probably on like a hefty wage as well, Vincent Company. Mm, definitely. So getting him going to Angelix kind of frees up them to bring in possibly another great talented centre back. So I don't even not even a centre back. It might open other doors with that sort of wage budget. So is is he is he replaceable? I think yeah, the, the modern day Vincent Company is replaceable on the like in terms of his playing ability. I think maybe the figure in the dressing room will be hard to replicate. Do they need to replace him then? If, it, if you're just looking at the figure in the dressing room. Not seeing go and get another Vincent Company like that, but there are definitely players out there that could that could potentially lift a dressing room. I, think, no, I don't think to replace him, someone else has to step up. Yeah, that's what will happen because yeah, like when 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 you, I think we've never experienced it because we've never been big footballers, but I think when when a big name leaves, it's an opportunity for someone else to rise up. And who do you see that being? John Stones? Did they buy a Laporte for this reason? There's a, an interesting quote that Company had recently where he said about Bernardo Silva. And he said that at the moment, Bernardo Silva is um, about 70% joker and 30% captain. And he said that when he kind of evens it out, that he's more captain than joker, then he'll be an incredible leader. Interesting. Where did that that come from? From uh, Vincent Company. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But you look at it, um, it's not the best example, but look at it from a, like a Liverpool when we lost Steven Gerrard. Someone had to step up. And I, a lot of people slate Henderson, but as a captain, I actually think it's incredible. Like, if there's anything wrong, he'll be straight over to the player. Like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. Like, if, if there's a 50-50 challenge, he'll be straight at the ref, which is, I think, that a, a captain has to do that on the pitch. And off the pitch as well, I think, is a really good captain. So, so someone will fill those boots from inside the club. Some, someone will rise up. But in terms of replacing him on the pitch, like... Like Luke said, I think over the last couple of years, he's not been the Vincent Company of old. He's... he's been good when he's called upon, but he's looked like I don't know if you saw Yaya Torre towards the end of his kind like sort of career. He looked very leggy at the end, and yeah. that's the same with Vincent Company. Like Vincent Company over the last year or so has looked a bit leggy, and it, like he can be got at. 
Um, the, we spoke about it on um, the recent podcast where we've done a, a title race breakdown between City and Liverpool. And, and we were saying about clubs achieving in excess of 85, 90 points. And are City and Liverpool going to do that? I mean, it's it's looking like they are next season. But now companies definitely going. Fernandinho, has he got a season in him still? I don't, I don't think he, he's got another 40 game season in him. So that's going to be a pretty big hit on the yeah. pitch. Aguero. No, they've, shown, they've shown they can do... They, they've shown this season that they can... They haven't got away with it every game, but they no. can kind of do without they, Fernandinho. But they've had company there. Now, what I'm saying is no, I mean, is they've been playing um, Gundogan there, haven't they? No, yeah, but they've they've had company in their squad to kind of almost, not balance it out, but kind of, like I said, be that person in the dressing room, be that player on the pitch. If they're losing company, not getting the most out of Fernandinho, he's a key player. Aguero, is he there for a season or is it Jesus potentially leaving? I, I, think, I think Aguero will be there next season, but I think next season will probably be... Gabriel Jesus' first real chance. I don't think we'll see Jesus at City next season. So, so now we're looking at a massive change at City and I think just having that Vincent Company departing has kind of shaken things up there. I don't think it's very visible to, to potentially City fans or, or the, the, the City community. But we're, we're looking at a, a massive change. Football are leaving a club that's just won two back-to-back Premier League titles. Massive you know? key figures are like we talked about in the Huge. dressing room. but. That I bet I bet he's on big big wages, like Luke said, to, within excess of two hundred grand and probably more. Uh, like I, I said it before, I say it again. I can see a mega star striker coming into Manchester City. I, I don't know who, but like possibly a Neymar or someone like that. I really can see it. Just Jesus out and this this mega star in. I think it will happen. It's, it's strange that you think that Jesus will leave because I actually think next season will be the breakthrough season for Jesus. At I think he's, he's had his time to do a breakthrough season. He's been poor the last last year. I don't think that though. I, I think that he's been do you know, mostly he's, he's... out of the team because of Aguero's form and I think that um, uh, he needs a proper run of games he's to, also to got really the show what he can do. He's conversion rate of any striker in the Premier League. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure if you looked at that list, you'd see a lot of great strikers. Yeah, but I mean, those great strikers you know are I mean? scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. But That's I mean, the difference, Luke. I, I, I think Jesus isn't playing enough to show his grades. I, I think next season, you'll see a different Jesus. You might they... even see, you know what Pep did when um, when uh, they lost, I can't remember who they lost at Barcelona, but he started playing Fabregas as the false nine. Maybe we'll see a false nine with Bernardo Silva there, with De Bruyne back in the squad. Really? I'm not saying like it's a possibility. Like yeah, someone, yeah. like when you got two two wingers like Sane and Sterling, if they can keep Sane, but it looks like he might be off. Again, if they, if they can massive see, shake yeah, up. If if they can keep hold of Sterling and Sane and get a creative, there's no reason why those two players can't play up front and they can you can go back to the false nine. Okay, so final question. Let's say the lit goes to Barcelona. It's it's looking like it's going to go that way. If you could bring in a centre back to Manchester City. My respective of of finances, who would you bring in with with a with a, a long term vision of of making this person the, the core figure of of the defensive line? Um, I think uh, maybe one good option would be a player that's played for um, uh, Espanyol this season, um, a guy called Homoso. Okay, and he's a uh, I think he's twenty three years old Spanish centre back. He's been 
quality for, for them this season. And uh, I think they bought him off of Real Madrid a few seasons ago. So Real Madrid would have a, uh, a buyback clause if they wanted him. But I don't think they would. But I think right. he, he probably wouldn't even cost much, to be honest. But he's been amazing for Espanyol this season. I think I've had a lot of people say that he's probably been the best one of the, or, yeah, the, the best centre-back in La Liga this season. I think maybe he's someone they could look at. I don't think he'd necessarily be the mould of company. I think he's only about 6'1". Um, he doesn't really have the the power of company, but I think when it comes to technical ability and and the stuff that Pep Guardiola seems to like at centre back, I think that he'd really suit Man City. I think um, big money if you're going to go and spend big bucks. I think Koulibaly could be in with a shout. Yeah. Um, but again, he's just there linked with everyone at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So maybe uh, Real Madrid, um, Atletico Madrid's is it uh, Jimenez? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still young enough. I don't think Atletico will let any of their players go this season because they've just had a massive kind of outburst of players just leaving. Um, And and Griezmann's leaving. Griezmann's leaving. Um, I think maybe... Could Griezmann go to City? Ooh, there's that big money signing you're there's talking about. There's that megastar. I, I think he's, he's set he's, on for Barcelona, isn't he? Like, he's, yeah. he's, he seems to be nailed on. But for like Barcelona, Barcelona yeah. can't afford all these players for all this money. I, I think that there'll be a clear out of Barcelona this season. Yeah, I think there's a lot of players there that'll go. I think Malcolm could leave. That long leg. Oh my god, what a dog shite player he is. <laughs> I, both those legs against Liverpool, they, he was absolutely atrocious. I think um, we talk about company being a massive influence for City, but what about PK at Barcelona? Yeah, and Tell uh, what, Delict is the walk-in replacement yeah, for PK for sure. PK has been so good at Barcelona. I know we're going off topic. PK has been so good at Barcelona over the last seven, eight, nine years that if someone goes under the radar, that he's still good. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Where like people don't talk about PK anymore, but he's still like every season. You'll do a player profile on him one day. I would. I would rather do the player profile on on. I think let's do a whole episode on defensive partnerships and the, who who we think the best defensive partnership ever is. Love that. We'll do it then, and that's going to be your sign off today. Yeah. Okay. So, as Beef said, we're going to do a future episode of defensive partnerships and get involved. Let us know. I gave you the twitters at the beginning. Let us know you think the best defensive partnership has been over the years. Multiple leagues, not just the Premier League, yep. multiple leagues. And uh, I mean, uh, we can tell you the answer right now it's Duncan Duffy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>